Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Danny B. From all of us in the writing community, we just think you're amazing because you put your heart and soul into everything you talk about on this amazing show. The podcast has over 50,000 listeners every month. I love coming on your show and I love talking about it. Oh my God, I finally get to speak about it. Talk about all the things that I've been with by myself for so long. I mean, you provide that opportunity to so many of us and, you know, always are an amazing host. We chat about books, the writing process, and how literature has the power to change the world. But most of all, we have real conversations and we have a laugh. I'm feeling sick. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here and sharing the journey. Welcome to the Words and Nerds podcast, where we bring literary goodness straight to your ears. I'm Danny V, and here with me as co-host is one of Somerset Storyfest's sponsors, publisher James Layton from Larrikin House. Thanks for having me, Danny. You'll probably regret this. As I have every interview so far. Um, also welcoming one of my faves, Tristan Banks, sitting here with me live at Somerset Storyfest on day three. How are you, TB? Very well, very well. Pretty, um, you know, excited. Still sort of running on adrenaline from all the sessions. It's a pretty exciting Absolutely. festival. What's been a highlight for you? This morning, I got to see scenes from my book, Two Wolves, wow. uh, performed by the drama students, um, Anna Darcy, the uh, a drama teacher has been working with the students. They've only had about eight hours um, to uh, rehearse over three weeks, um, but they managed to do so much. They did maybe five or six scenes from the book. They had um, sort of rear projection that they'd gone and filmed. They had audio transitions, really interesting lighting. They had a bit of puppetry. They had music. It was extraordinary what they had done to kind of um, bring, you know, turn words on a page into mm. something for the stage. What was that like as a writer watching that? It was cool. And I, I don't, I'm not someone who would feel that I had to control that. Mm. Like I'm happy for other people to take something and, mm. and make it their own and do what they want to do with it. So for me, it was an adventure and I just sort of got to speak in between to the audience and say, so what do we know so far about what the, and, and what do we think of these characters and who, you know, and then say, okay, well, let's see what, how the next scene plays out. So that That's was kind of fun being that narrator character. I love that. Mm-hmm. Cool. So highlights for you, like what's, tell us about your latest book. Um, I, it's Cop and Robber about a kid whose mum's a cop and his dad's a robber. Um, and he spends half the week at each of their houses and the dad's always doing dodgy things and <laughs> the mum's always asking what the dad's up to. Um, yeah, and the, the dad has these people come to his house and demand hundreds of thousands of dollars and, and he only has three days to pay them back or they're going to do very bad things to him and his son. So yeah, right, right. They've got a, he needs his son to help him pull off this crime. Yeah, right. um, so that's a, it's a good one, you know, that I started off, you know, pitching that idea, I guess, a year or two years before I finished the book in audiences and you, you know, you pitch it really badly and you say, Oh, there's a, there's a kid and, and his dad's a robber and, and his mum, um, she works down at the police station. The kids are like, <laughs> you nailed then, it now. and then slowly over time you work out this way and you go, Oh, okay. They really seem to lean in when yeah. I said it that way. So I think, um, for me, the, this sort of festival getting to speak to kids, um, getting to muck around with ideas, even sometimes venturing a chapter of an unfinished work, which is always scary because if they hate it and you're two years into writing it, uh, but it does, it is the most honest audience. Um, even your editor has a vested interest in trying to help you make it better and they're really kind to you, whereas kids um, don't have that filter. So. No, they're just brutal. Yeah, so, so I really, it's, 
I see the the two as kind of very um, two sides of the one coin in mm. a way the the writing and then the sharing of the mm. stories with mm. the audience. You oh. certainly have found your audience. We I mean, was even at the prologue party. I think I took some footage of all these kids. I loved it all around you, wanting you to sign their books and talk about the books. And then I see you with these big long line at the signing table. So you've definitely found the audience with the kids. Mm. Yeah, though those kids were from Grafton actually. They'd come up, I think, about three hours or wow. something to to get here, and they were, you know, at this prologue party with so many people and on the Gold Coast and fireworks and <laughs> all this crazy stuff. And they were like, "Geez, it's it's busy, isn't it?" You know, you could tell these country kids were, you know, it was just an experience that they hadn't had before. And so I think there are a lot of firsts at this festival, you know, for, for everyone in some way. For me, it was a first seeing um, drama students performing um, scenes from Two Wolves and uh, every every uh, different venue that you work in has its own peculiarities and, mm. and things that you have to play to and different sizes of venues and then you do a small little room and then you do a huge room and so I really feel like it makes you better as a storyteller too, um, having to be adaptable. It's mm. mm. nice to see, uh, I saw you in the lines and I saw what kids were buying and I guess in festivals and being on the circuit, good way to keep older works alive as well and find new audiences for an older work. Like seeing Tom Weekly still kicking out pretty well. Yeah. So yeah. that'd be cool to see that, like just it keep is. finding new audiences for your stuff. I think that's a good thing about, one of the good things about being a kid's author is that um, it's not like it's just sort of, you know, opening week of the mm. of the release or something mm. like mm. that and that's it. They have a really long tail yeah. and you can continue to, mm. you know, find new audience mm. years later. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, yeah it's cool. So a festival like this, I think there's about 21,000 kids, uh, multiple schools, it's just buzzing all the time. What do you think is so important about a festival like this that brings kids and authors together? It's just excitement around books. It's having a good experience around reading and around stories and bringing, you know, the authors all have their own show and their own way of bringing it to life. Some authors will sit there and do a and a but what they say is so interesting that kids really lean in. Some are really loud and it's a real, you know, like a, a real performance. Um, other people sort of do maybe play music or, you know, I think everyone tells stories in different ways. So I think it's just, the, the party around the stories. I was always sort of taught to have the best party around my books oh, like that, that you, rather than just, um, just saying, you know, buy my book, buy my book, that you, that you try to have fun around the book. Mm. You try to bring it to life. Mm. And I feel like this festival is the best example of that. This it truly is a, a, a sort of festival atmosphere. It feels like sort of splendor in the grass for 12 year olds. Yes, it does. I love that. <laughs> So when you, if you look into the bookshop and you see kids looking at your range of books, is the one in, in your head going, I buy that one, I really want you to buy that one? Like one of your own personal soft spot favourite books? Are you saying for, of, of my for own For you, books? yeah, one of yours, yeah. What, if you, if that I would look, like a kid to Yeah, to yeah if they can choose out of what, is it 10? Oh, um, probably 20 actually. Yeah. But, um, Which one would you want them to choose? Like if they uh, I well, I like the idea of people um, reading the new book because mm, it's only mm. been out for mm. I don't know eight months or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So it's always a kick um, knowing that there's an audience for the new book. So I guess Cop and Robber, and I feel like um, the feedback on that one has been 
that it's the sort of fastest pace, most action packed, you know, page turning. And my editor, Claire, who I'm going to work on the copy edit of Scar Town, the book that comes out in August after this, after we speak, um, she helps, really helps me with the ends of chapters and the beginnings of chapters. So she'll often just get me to lop off just a sentence at the end of a chapter and suddenly it's this sharp cliffhangery oh, kind of clever. thing. And I think kids have really responded yeah, right. to that. So yeah, I mean, Cop and Rob is the one that I'm really um, pleased to see kids reading and loving and, and uh, you know, writing notes to me about and all that stuff. And can you give us a sneak peek of the next one? What can you say about the next one? It is a book that I've been writing since I wrote a short story version in 2009 for a collection and I thought I'll write a novel um, based on this and uh, it's called Scar Town, it's set in a town called Scarborough that has been sunk beneath a lake for a hydroelectric scheme and it's a bit like that sort of that fascination with say abandoned theme parks or an abandoned hotel, that idea of a town beneath a lake that's sort of slowly coming back. There's a, a drought and also a hole in the damn wall and, and these kids swim out to a house that's half exposed and go inside and inside they find um, some uh, money stacked up in a wall, like uh, wrapped up, cool. cash wrapped up in plastic <laughs> yeah. and then also some human bones. Yeah, and nice. they have to try to work out if they can keep the cash and who the bones belong to and they start to sort of stir up all these secrets from before the town was sunk. Um, so yeah, that, that one I've been working on for years in the behind the scenes while I'm writing other books and um, I feel like I've finally got a version that I really like. And, mm, um, cannot wait to read that, sounds amazing. Yeah. I ask you this all the time, sometimes it changes, sometimes it doesn't, why do you write? Why do I write? I think that does change over time, you know. I think at first you're writing, you're really excited to get published and you're really you know like that that's yeah. the excitement and now I'm like well I've had books published and it is good each time and when you see the cover and it's a real thing that's not in your head anymore um, that is still an excitement but I think more and more I probably want to um, try to push myself as a writer to do new things it does mean that um, the process a never gets boring and also remains a little bit stressful still because you're you're not just wanting to churn out the same kind of book yeah. all the time you want to reach and try to do something new which can go wrong um, which I think the the excitement of knowing that it could go wrong and that you're not writing to a template um, is the thing that keeps me going and keeps me on my toes and even now with this copy edit I've got six days left with the copy edit of Scar Town and I'm still just tweaking and tweaking and tweaking and I know up to the, the final hour I'll really just be trying to make it the best book it can be. So I think that I'm not trying to write perfect books, I'm not trying to write classics, I'm just trying to write, make that story be the best story it mm. can be. It's certainly resonating with kids, you just have to look outside at your signing table, so I love that and I'm looking forward to Scar Town a lot. Thanks for the good questions, excellent questions. It's yeah. <laughs> what we do what team, mate, it's what we do. What <laughs> Thank you Tristan, it's always a pleasure to see you, to hang out with you and um, especially at this magnificent festival, Somerset Story Fest. 